five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening. We are the People Movers, and we are back again to talk about one of the best vehicles ever made, a canoe. Hyundai doing their game-breaking designs three weeks in a row. Lordstown maybe being a kind of like a Tesla. And then also the M3 and M4 finally in the wild where people are sitting and not staring at the front end. Jason, the most important question of the day, how are you? I am wonderful. We have, as usual, a jam-packed show. So Here we go. First topic we could talk about probably for the whole show. So here we go. Let's just get it out of the way. We're going to talk about, we're people movers, we talk about everything. Canoe. And no, we're not talking about a personal vessel on water. We are talking about C-A-N-O-O, the new EV startup. They've been around for a little bit, but they debuted a truck concept. Jason, go in on it. Feel free. Swan dive. Oh, that's, there's so, where to begin? Um, it is, it, I think it's just about everything you could ever want in a use it every day pickup truck. Uh, it's agree. a forward control layout, so it looks unlike anything you've ever seen. Yes. It has all those neat little functional things that you get with an EV in terms of power outlets and front compartments and all kinds of cool little trick stuff that I can't believe, honestly, when you see is all it, the yeah. things the bed does on oh, this. Oh, the bed is, yeah. How is it that Ford Motor Company hasn't come up with that on the F-150, the world's greatest selling pickup truck? I can tell you how, because the Fords were the ones that introduced, well, I remember when they did it, I sold these actually, they introduced the first one that had the step on the Super Duties right, where you could step tailgate. up and they were so proud and then GM battled back and now it's like a 35 function tailgate, right? But that's where they stopped. You know, that's they were like, we're good. That's as creative as it gets. Canoe yeah. comes out here. You can fold the sides down on each like side an old Volkswagen transporter yeah yeah and then you can take the tailgate and extend it with the bed and actually make it an eight foot bed instead of yeah, a six but that's what i'm saying like how is this little startup came up with all this stuff and ford never oh, came up with it, all of it it's utterly brilliant not to mention the way it's designed they call it a skateboard design you can apparently configure these vehicles and put the steering wheel pretty much anywhere in the car i'm not saying you do that at home or something but you could physically do that <laughs> as the design they were showing it multiple dunes like i said just to prove but also they say it's 21 inches shorter than an average pickup truck jason yeah there's a lot to like about it in terms of it looks like a lot of space in a small footprint which yes. i think you and i really like in oh yeah you know, I mean, in any vehicle, really, a small footprint with a with a cavernous interior is always nice. The other thing that I think is most attractive about this is this is so much more in line with what my mind pictures the future of trucks as rather than like a cyber truck. Agreed. You know, 100 this is agreed. far more, I think, uh, palatable to most buyers, too. It's not so polarizing. You well, know, it's not. Well, even if you take design out of it, just the proportions of the Cybertruck in general, when they saw it on the road, it's it's comical. It's like an H1. You know, I mean, genuinely, right, it's like right. that kind of size. That's not realistic. That's not the way the future is going. People love, actually take that back. That is the way the future is going. People love big. That's not going to work. It looks more like a movie prop, in my opinion, which they'll still sell a bunch of them. Well, and I look at it like this, Brian. I don't care if my truck is bulletproof or all those weird, no. ridiculous claims that Tesla made. This no. looks like something I would buy. And it seems like it's going to be priced appropriately. The vehicle mm -hmm. that this is based on is a, like you said, using the same chassis as a van, which right. also looks heroic. If it really you does. Seen it. It really but does. It, those start at thirty-three grand. Right. 
I mean, and 33 so, grand, that's what we've, we've talked about. And I think that's our new most exciting segment. As far as you and I, we always grew up loving speed and scary power. Now we love things that are more usable and can kind of punch above their weight class more than anything, you know, and that kind of price tag doesn't scare somebody off that would have that interest. And, you know, we talked about it, you touched on it. We love the design of this thing. If you look at it, I mean, it's just impossible. We could spend the whole show trying to describe it. It is unique. It is futuristic. And we've talked about it. EVs should go that way. They should leave internal combustion in the past in all forms. Design the motor, all that stuff. Just leave it alone. Make it look unique. Because I think this car, actually, I think this truck, as I said to you off show, wouldn't be as appealing with the soundtrack of a diesel or a V8. And that's sacrilege. But I mean it based off the design. Well, I agree with you, too. I mean, you got to remember, a car looks like it does because of the mechanical components. The engine has to drive a gearbox and a prop shaft and all that stuff. With the skateboard chassis, you're not limited by the engine and the cooling for the engine and all that. Yep. It's a flat chassis like, well, a skateboard, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> what they're saying, though, is there's no real numbers out there. You and I do like performance figures, and there's right. none of that to be had yet. But they're saying that they're estimating... Uh, up to around 600 horsepower, ranges starting around 200. Yeah, they're saying that so. the, the big ones, 600 horsepower, 550 pound-feet of torque, and then the base should be around 300, 332 pound-feet of torque. I mean, either way, we're realist about it. I mean, in the real world, that thing is just badass in all ways. And honestly, the, the design of the front end, those forward controls, and there's also a trunk under that, or frunk, if you will, yes, right under your feet. There's just so much love about it. But if you haven't seen it yet, look up canoe there we believe in them and i hope that they don't turn out to be like certain other electric manufacturers but we'll get to that yeah that's foreshadowing yeah ooh, that's a stinger <laughs> right there come on back but either way um we're on to our clearly favorite manufacturer on the globe now three weeks in a row we are mentioning a kia or hyundai product for one reason and one reason only actually two design language and damn, would we buy one, actually, if we were in that market? Because they look so nice. Jason, we have the Staria now from Hyundai. What do you think? I've never wanted to go look at a car so much for its second row seats. Dude, it's, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, once again, it is a space-age little minivan MPV. It actually just gives you all the vibes you want. It's, it's modern to where you'd recognize it. Clearly, it's not too far, but man, it has touches like a full hood defender led that just make you think rainy blade runner future it's very cool but jason tell me about the interior why do you want to go sit uh, in it so bad I, I like the executive interior you get on that space ag car and the thing is that i first noticed about the interior is the second row you get these wonderful business class jet seats that recline and have leg rest leg attached rest. and I mean things I never knew I wanted in my car. <laughs> I mean, and technically it's so small and compact. It it's kind of interesting, you know. It's got the sliding door, traditional minivan layout, but it would kind of give a cool silhouette to see straight through it. Even most minivans don't give you that, but the size of it. I mean, I want to see another one. I think these photos could be deceiving, but yeah, the interior choices that Hyundai are making, along with the exterior, as far as forsaking you know complete amount of seat belts for just pure comfort and space i love that real world usability oh i love that and I'm, I, the thing is i think it makes sense too because you could make a version that's three rows and 
you know, three to a row or whatever, the kind of economy version, but I'm sure this is probably the top of the heap they're showing. And it does look like a really nice place to hang out. It really does. Actually too, they're saying right now, they're saying it's based on the outgoing star X in a way. Um, So no word on the drivetrain yet. They're saying potentially it could fire off of the 2.5 liter diesel. Of course they'll have other options because it's going to be EV going up. That was a a two wheel drive and a four wheel drive offering in that. So that'd be so sweet if you could get an all wheel or four wheel, man, those, those back seats are killer. I'm looking at them right now. Dual captains, arms rest leg extension recline that does look like a very nice place to be this actually sparked a really interesting conversation though the design of this and all would you even want it with a steering wheel jason with something like this don't you want yeah we were kind of talking about that a little off air in the regard of i think the more sort of i'm not even sure what you autonomous vehicles are coming in like those autonomous vehicles are coming into play so as i think if you make that that cabin more of that nice place to be that place you want to hang out and spend your time. I think that those, that autonomous vehicle thing, it's a little less painful if you're upgrading to a place where you could hang out with your friends on a road trip while the car mm-hmm. gets on with the business of getting you to Fresno or wherever you're going. Well, when we you talked know? about it the other day, I thought about it a lot. And, you know, we always talk about we don't like, you know, if you could afford it, you could have whatever you want. But I'm saying I don't like overlap in any kind of garage I have. You know, if you have a truck, they'll do the job. That's great. I don't need 15 of them. Motorcycles, mm-hmm. I hope they're all different. They're not just sport bikes or this or that. You know, same thing with cars. That's a whole new niche, though, if you had the pod. You know, if these back seats had the same option in the front and everyone was facing each other and you were relaxing and all that stuff, it was fully autonomous, that's a whole new niche, you know, when you're just saying, don't feel like it, let's take the pod. Well, I was thinking, what if they made it as an option? Yeah. You know, I, where, where you could drive it like a normal thing. And then you could captain's you could, chair swivel you, it? Exactly. Spin around and Ooh. have a cup of coffee with your buddies. We, we're saying this, though, because, you know, if you've never met us, we had a nice road trip in a Kia Soul, first gen Kia Soul to LA. Another shot to Kia. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a three sixty on me. I wish I had that clip queued up. Yeah. Um, but we this is what sparked this conversation. We had this wonderful road trip to the Peterson Museum in LA. Go if you've never been, it's wonderful. Um, but we talked about it and we said, What would have made that trip better? This sparked that where my brother, being the genius he was, was like, It would be sweet if we were all, you know, playing some Uno all talking and no one was driving not that it wasn't any fun or anything but it would have been awesome because honestly it was about hanging out it's not about the drive it's not about ringing out the car testing the limits of grip you're just trying to get somewhere and enjoy it was about taking you and your luggage to a destination what a destination it was but i'm not gonna (laughs) lie hyundai and kia three weeks in a row i mean Ford probably has a streak like that on our show. I was going to say, I don't think we've ever done that, but Ford probably has that I was just going to say, I think Ford's the only rival to that anyway. I'm going to look it up and it's going to be like 18 consecutive All that means is you're hitting as an automaker if people moves are mentioned in you week after week. I mean, good, bad, or otherwise. You're at least doing something where I'm like, that's one of the four things I actually want to talk about this week. I mean... Yeah, we're taking notice at least. Well, and once again, to put a bow on it, we 100% agree and have said, with these EVs and these up, just change it. Go full tilt. Stop making things that look like things that are going to be dinosaurs in a moment. Just make something new. Go for it. And yeah, embrace everything you got with that technology. And Hyundai and Kia, that's why we love you. You're going for it. Keep doing it. Give us something two doors fast EV and then the $35,000 segment, and then we'll shut it down. Either way, moving on to EVs. So, Jason, before we talk. Moving about, on. We've moved laterally this whole show so far. Moving <laughs> further to we haven't, yeah. the left for an EV. 
Um, we talk about them a lot, but it's the way of the future, so I don't feel bad. Don't care. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but this is a good one, Jason. We're not going to talk about EVs for a second. Can I talk? Can I talk to you really quick about a get rich quick scheme? I just thought of it before we started the show. It's the best get rich sure. quick scheme. Ready? We're going to discuss it on air. Okay. Yeah, this me. is on air live show. We do our show live. I won't take too much time. So if you want to get really rich overnight, if you have the money and the presence to basically pitch GM that you can build an EV truck, you can ream them for billions of dollars that in millions of dollars. That's what we're learning here because Nikola had their run-ins, right? Correct. Yes, right. we all know about the saga, right. the fall from grace that was Nikola. Right. Their CEO walked away with many, many, many shares of stocks. It's a very wealthy man till the end of time. Now, da 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 same song, verse two, Lordstown. Now, Lordstown, you probably haven't heard this name much unless you're a Super Bowl watcher, because that's the only commercial that I ever remember seeing. They had a commercial, a very dominant commercial during the Super Bowl about being made in america it's called the endurance and they're giving this ev truck that's built in a gm plant and bringing jobs back they went all in all in over the top but now apparently they're being investigated jason i'm guessing this probably has something to do with the securities and exchange commission also mm, it's the same folks it is heidenberg research which very close to heisenberg um yeah, Heidenberg Research, the same people, a short seller that had vested interest in Lordstown, had looked into Nikola and blew up Nikola because they proved that Nikola was kind of BSing everything they said. So apparently early on, I mean, this is literally, this article is written on the 12th. They're not even fully done vetting these people. And apparently Lordstown has claimed that they have 100,000 pre-orders. When they started the company in 2019, they claimed they had 6,000 pre-orders. And now they claim they have 100,000. Actually, as after a little bit of digging, it turns out these are letters of intent to buy a vehicle. And by that, it means like a check yes if you hope to. And they've chalked them up to actual pre-orders. Yeah, I think what I when I said the Securities and Exchange Commission is involved, I think this is the act that immediately precru- oh, precedes yeah. that. Yes, yeah, so I think this, that's only a matter of time now before the SEC is... Um, investigating them too that's horrible you know you want to root for these upstart new guys you know i mean come on these guys really play a good story too of well two for two though with gm nicola they were all in on nicola they were all in on nicola and this they gave lordstown 40 million dollars or 49 million dollars to move in to a previously defunct gm plant because lordstown said we will replace and fill every job that was previously there when the plant was running gm said cool and gave him 50 million dollars the very plant in question has been a thorn in gm side for years yeah it's uh well it's in uh, lordstown it's, ohio i mean lordstown, also too ohio, exactly what a sellout yeah, thing too there where they were like let's just name it after the town of the plant that was in they went all in on the money well grab. you want to go you want to go feel good you name it after the city you bring jobs back i mean ah, it, it's unfortunate that they're not living up to the hype that yeah has been promised because this is really what we want to see i mean honestly i i feel for far too long, the the auto industry has taken this, you know, outsource approach. I would like to see a good made in a, a 
you know, made in America truck or made in America vehicle again. We say that from many layers. Like we don't care, you know, where quality comes from, but it would be nice to make things that are Mm -hmm. on the map again, where we can like say, Hey, that's that's a well-made car. And yeah, it is made in America. Cause right now that's here or whatever. Yeah. Well, and truly that's a barren landscape right now. I I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a minivan. I don't care what it is. It'd be cool. Um, but I will say that makes me really disappointed because they really went all in with their advertising and the whole thing. It disappointed on two levels. Disappointed in the the head fake that it is Lordstown Motors. It looks like, but also at the the ridiculousness of General Motors once again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> General Motors cannot pick a, a winning horse to save their life. It's, so the soundtrack to General Motors' life. Oh, dude i mean but I, that's what i laughed about that's what stuck out to me about this story was a you know like i said same song second verse with gm again i mean this is a this is just a stain on their history a little bit everyone knew that's also what i was saying earlier the get rich quick scheme everyone knew gm was very public about saying they're going to put x amount of billion dollars into this ev push an ev for everyone 30 plus evs by this date i seriously feel like some smart slash dumb people who had a little bit of money and clout raised their <laughs> hand. We're like, oh, dude, these people are handing it out right now. Like, and put on a t shirt that said EV Motors and then walked into GM and they're like, well, you seem legit. Like, printed up some brochures, did a YouTube video, and all of a sudden you're walking out with $50 billion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, well, I mean, dude, I'll tell you like this, though. The weird thing, and we'll get off this topic because we only have a couple minutes left. But apparently, the guy who founded Lordstown worked for the manufacturing company that is like a very near the actual plant, and he bought it and said when he pitched it that he bought all the intellectual property rights. It also shows in this investigation that they didn't sell him much. So he basically just got like a skeleton to something and then said like, I have it all, and then they funded it, and now he's like wow. re-engineering it. It's terrible. It's a mess, but... Does GM have the worst lawyers in the game at being able no, to research think, a contract? <laughs> I think they got a bunch of raging alcoholics. Like I said, they make a they, they make care. a big hit and then they just get smashed for like six years. Somebody said, Brian, <laughs> we need you to go check out this Lordstown motor. Y'all, like, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah, on, yeah, really yeah, quick. Yeah. Let me get my C eight and go do that. Hold <laughs> on, really quick. And then I grab you by the scruff of your shirt and I'm like, I designed the C eight Corvette eleven yeah. months ago. Talk to me in 2030, and then I just shove you down the hall and reek of cheap beer. Finished, yeah. (laughs) But on the last minute, 30 minute 40, we have Jason, the M3, the M4, a non-hybrid polarizing car. We're not going to talk about the front. People are in the driver's seats now, and they are loving it. They're saying sub four seconds, zero to sixty, even though they're quoting at 4.1. They're saying they love the all-wheel drive. They love the rear-wheel drive. It has a step in the past. It's a step in the future. And once you're inside, you kind of forget about the quirkiness. I'm happy. How do you feel? I saw a video in a dealership of a guy sitting in a standard one with the carbon interior with the six speed. And man, did I want that car? Gosh, that thing looks heroic. And you know what I noticed from that video inside? What's that? You can't see the nose. Ah, so, funny thing. Brilliant. I, yeah, know, I don't think you'll ever drive around think about your nostrils in that car. You know, if, if you're a BMW salesman, you're out there and you're listening to this, let me give you a little piece of advice that I was told years ago selling cars. When someone complains about the color or the styling, Ask them how much time they spend driving it on the hood and looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) That was my thing. I was was like, I guess now that people finally aren't looking at it, they're in it and it's thrilling them and doing that. 
the grill's kind of grown on me. Not saying I'd be proud to have that conversation but at a dinner party. The interior of that car is fantastic, fantastic, and that's where you spend your time. So. And they're saying that that actually is so much better than the previous generation. They're saying the ride is better. All these kind of little things. And honestly, I'm happy. I always want to see the M3 be a contender. And a grill's not going to stop me. I mean, at that point. It's, well, I'll put it to you like this, Brian. My final thought on that is I'll still take a car that looks like a cocaine enthusiast <laughs> over a four-cylinder C63. Boom. Well, bingo. And then I'll drop you with the double boom. It's either that or I'm going to save myself a little bit of money and I'm going to drive a V8 naturally aspirated Lexus. And on that bombshell, we are the People Movers, and we will be back again. We're in the home stretch of our season two. We appreciate you joining us, sharing, listening, doing all those great things. But get out there, do the most important things, pay attention to those things that move you, be good to one another, and we will see you soon.